Hi, Jerome. Hey, Laura. Hi, how are you? I am doing fantastic today. I um, just finished doing the trails out at Percy Warner, and um, and I actually picked up this rock and tried to put it on my shoulder and see if I could run with that it falling off because <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> about how so often we have things on our mind and it's sort of like trying to get things done and you still got something on your mind it's sort of like having a rock on your shoulder and you know and the best thing to ever do is just like take care of things first so you can be fully present you know with whatever it is that you have to do well, I, in a more um, physical sense, whenever we, you and I go hiking on the mountain at Park City or whatever, you are always making me stand straight and not <laughs> lean over. So it's probably a little bit about that, too, about your core. You're trying to make it all like it's some psychological thing. Oh, my burden. No, no I promise straight. it is totally psychological because I was just thinking, like, I don't know if it would be, you know, child abuse or something. But, like, when your kid says, like, hey, can I go out and play? And they've got things to do. They didn't finish cleaning their room or such. It's like, oh, sure, if you just put this rock on your shoulder. And it's like a, a a rock on the shoulder for kids. And like you can, and it's like, go do whatever you want to do. But if that rock falls off, you know, if the rock has to stay on there. <laughs> I, I don't think that's child abuse. <laughs> yeah, it will make, it's, well, you know, it's one of those things that we need to do. It's like, you're eating up bandwidth. If you don't take care of things, it, get them off your mind so you can be fully present with whatever it is that you have before you. That is true. That is true. Get your chores done first. One of those things I love about you, Laura, is that you always, you know, shut down any unnecessary programs or, and make sure that you don't have any viruses or pop-ups. You just take care of things immediately. I just had to put, um, you know, Nora's on this circle app, which limits her screen time now that she's a preteen and I just put myself on it to limit my Twitter time because, you know, I'm on Twitter waiting for Trump to resign or for (laughs) and I just keep thinking if if I'm on there, it's going to happen. And so I just have to put a limit on myself because it's gotten out of control. So. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 It can be, it can become a rock on your shoulder. It's right. That's right. A bad rock, a really heavy, ugly, orange rock a humped in the um, back rock <laughs> <laughs> well, this, well this isn't what we meant to talk about today but I love it um because I think I mean one of the best things for me well you and I both Jerome are make your bed first yes. thing in the morning people absolutely and absolutely. that's that could be a whole topic for a whole other day but I've tried to instill this in Nora and she just doesn't get it um, I didn't start doing it till I was probably in college. I don't remember when I started doing it. But well, I remember I, when I started doing it. When did you start doing it? You remember? It, I was out to dinner, out to dinner with the uh, my best friend and smartest person I know that doesn't even have to study for the GR E math portion and make a perfect score. Lars goes and. <laughs> I was uh, and a U.S. magistrate, 
and the boy that was first in his law school class that year, and you all were talking about, um, we were all at the dinner, and y'all were talking about people that don't make up their beds, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, y'all all make up your beds? And you're, uh, and everybody's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I wanted to be in the, the cute smart club. So the next day, the next morning, I started making up my bed. I was about 30, and I've never stopped. See, that is you, Jerome. You said, I'm going to do that. And the next day you do it. And then forevermore, that is it. But it really does. It makes a difference, right? You look into your room and it just feels like life is, is okay. Things yes. are going to be okay. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll get Nora there eventually. Um, but today we've got, it, it was supposed to be what I'm calling billboard bites because it didn't seem like a full episode and there's two of them that have been kind of piling up. And I think they're fairly short, but who knows how long we'll go. Um, but the first billboard bite we had for this morning is, um, it's kind of a twist on the Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers quote, which um, I don't know if everybody's seen that documentary about Mr. Rogers, but gosh, get it now and go see it with your kid um, as soon as you can. It's so good. It'll make it, it so wonderful. Good. It was the w most wonderful surprise, moving surprise that I've ever, I mean, it was one of my favorites last year. Yeah. So good. Um, but he's got a quote and, and I'll read you his, his original quote. And his original quote was when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And that, that's kind of a famous quote from him. And I love that because I think it is true. But um, I think I've been thinking about turning it around because I want to instill a mindset of service in Nora. So I was turning it around and say, always look for ways to help. And, you know, Nora's an only kid, so she doesn't have this team of siblings at home that kind of all pitch in to do stuff. It's just the three of us. And I think she gets in the habit of just doing what she wants. <laughs> and um, and I, think, I think that having this mindset of service and looking for ways to help, even in the smallest ways, it, it's good for her in terms of her her development into a good human being, but also it makes you feel good to help. And I want her to have that, to get to know how good it feels to help someone. Yes. Yes. It's like, it's an opportunity to shape the world around you, to have people formulate good um, opinions of you. And probably even more importantly, uh, an opportunity to feel good because when you um when your mind is wandering and you're not uh, meaningfully engaged then you don't get to feel as good i mean people that allow their minds to wander um actually you know that's that's the highway to to depression and it's so encouraged you know like hey take the take the transit um there are these signs on the uh, uh, at the bus stop in Nashville, and it says, you know, um, you know, let us do the driving and let your mind wander. And it breaks my heart because wandering minds just are not uh, the best thing for anybody. 
You well, need a goal-directed, focused mind. Well, I have to, I, there's a lot, and actually we've had a friend who has requested a, an episode on this, and, and we'll, we'll do that in the next few weeks on boredom and the research that mm-hmm. shows that with all of our ways to be connected now, kids especially, but grown-ups too, are not taking time to uh, be un- disconnected and have creative thoughts come about because you're always doing something. You're always in, in an environment that is stimulating your brain and it's not having a chance to rest and come up with creative ideas, innovative ideas. So I put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I got some thoughts on that, but like, yeah, (laughs) let's, let's, let's do that one. Uh, And again, because it's like, that's another good thing to say to your kid. You know, it's just like, when you're bored, go help out because, um, you know, it's sort of like going through a struggle, a challenge, uh, you know, hijacks you just for a minute and then you get to bounce back to well-being. Okay, that's good. Well, you, <clears throat> when I mentioned this topic to you, you had another take on it that was a little bit contrarian. I know, I know. And you're, you're like, golly, you're making this so difficult. But you know, I feel some kind of way about women uh, being helpers, you know, Nora just being a helper without, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a part, it's a, what do you call it? A stereotype. It's a role that uh, women get in a lot of times and, um, and, and they're not, rewarded for it I don't think you know and I think they're they're signed on to other people's agenda and not uh putting their agenda first and so that's why I was kind of concerned about you know women just being helpers uh if you're helping do it because it's the right thing to do and all that kind of such but you know also do it because um I mean do it because it's it's you know, it's a lot more meaningful way to spend your time than just sitting around with your mind wandering. But don't forget to take care of your own first. I mean, you know, it's good to be the Good Samaritan uh, if you've gotten all your stuff out of the way. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's a good point. And you hear that all the time, right? Like women get burned out because they're always taking care of everyone else. Um, and I think that's a good watch for women, especially in girls. Um, my daughter, I don't think I have to watch out for her. She's not predisposed to um, just taking care of everyone else and leaving herself behind. She's, <laughs> she's very... And you know what? That might be because she feels safe and well-adjusted. A lot of times we get involved with helping to assuage our anxiety. You know, there's a theory that women tend and befriend to assuage their anxiety instead of flee or fight. You know, it's interesting you say that. I was just listening to, I'm listening to on uh, Oprah's Super Soul podcast. She's doing a week by week uh, talk with Eckhart Tolle about his book, The New Earth. And it's really, really good. And, um, they have people call in with questions. And this woman, when I was just listening yesterday, this woman called in and said that her, um, she was from Australia. 
her husband, her daughter's 10-year-old's father, had abandoned the family when the child was young. And it's really left a deep scar with her daughter that exhibits itself in terms of wanting to please, a very much a people pleaser, and feeling like if she gets left out, doesn't get invited to a birthday party, she tries to always buy a present or make cookies or something to like ingratiate herself with right. the friends who aren't um, who aren't including her. And so, so yeah, so I can see that also coming to like, if you're always wanting to help because you want people to like you, right, right, that's not the right way to go either. Right. 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 Well, and it's not absolutely the wrong way to go. I mean, you know, it's a strategy, you know, we want to be included. It is healthy to be included in the such but it is a, a dance you really have to pay attention to. And, and we're talking about that person that overdoes it. That's always helping. That's always, you yeah. know, I, I saw this little, she was 11 or 12 on the plane. She let this boy put his bag under her seat in front of her. And she just didn't have enough room. And her parents were like, you know, looking at her, like, what are you doing? And, you know, it's like, she's doing exactly what you guys taught her to do, you know, to accommodate everybody and, right. you know, and, and the such. I mean, she was just helping out, but it was like, she was all scrunched up. <laughs> yes. And I think, um, I totally agree. And I love, I love women, girls being empowered. Um, and I think about, what brought this to mind, this whole helping thing was I was picking Nora up from soccer practice a few weeks ago and half the girls were helping the coach clean up, you know, put, put away the goals, pick up the balls, all that stuff. And then Nora and another girl or two were just out kicking the ball still and just looking as if like, "Ah, that's not my job. Mm. And again, Nora's a good kid. She's not, um, she's not being rebellious. I just think it isn't the way she thinks. And, and I know for me, I feel like it's taking me a long time to learn that like, even in work, when I approach my work, copywriting for people or helping people figure out their brand or figure out their website. If I think of it in terms of service, like how can I help this person? Like, get out into the world and like kick ass. I do such a better job than like, Oh, I've got to make a great website or Ooh, how, how good is my writing going to be on this? If I think about it in terms of like, my job is to help this other person. And then that helps both of us. It isn't one or the other. How do you make a kid get that? (laughs) (laughs) We got some meditating to do, but, uh, but you know, now, I didn't know that she was kicking the ball. I thought like she was basically just standing around or on her phone or something like that. You know, it's hard to like compete with kicking the ball. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing something that felt really good. It was so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might let old girl off the hook on that one, Laura. <laughs> okay, well, I'll look for another instance to... Well, okay. Always look for ways to help rule. Okay, so that was our first 
billboard bite for today. Our second. Well, what, and I really liked what yeah. you said. If what is it? How many words? Seven, seven words or less. Yeah, what's the? Always look for the opportunity to help. Always look for ways to help. Always look for ways to help. Oh yeah, that's nice. That that'll. That's you driving by. You see that one? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, our second one is something we mentioned, I think in the second episode, it's, it's called the five second rule. And this isn't, you wouldn't put the five second rule on a billboard, but you'll see what it is in a second. I think Jerome, when we were talking before, you thought it was about when you drop a piece of food on the floor, you have five seconds. (laughs) You got five seconds to kiss it to God and then (laughs) eat it. Well, this is another five second rule and it it was it came up from a a book and a TED talk by this woman Mel Robbins. And I think it's great for kids because it's super easy to explain and I just want to give you a little bit of background from her book. So, here's a quote from a book that explains it. She says, "You aren't battling your ability to stick to a diet, execute a business plan, repair a broken marriage and rebuild your life." hit your goals, or win over a bad manager. You are battling your feelings about doing it. You are more than capable of doing the work to change anything for the better, despite how you feel. Feelings are merely suggestions, ones you can ignore. To change, you must do the same. You must ignore how you feel and just do it anyway. And so her her trick for this, which I think everyone can kind of feel that this her idea is right, but the tr- she has a trick for short-circuiting your brain here, which is whenever you're wanting to, like, um, for a kid, like, raise your hand in class or make a new friend or if there's somebody bullying you or someone else and you have a kind of an instinct, like, to do something, to short-circuit your brain, you only have five seconds. It, after five seconds, you're, you will have timed out and you won't take the action that you have the initial impulse to take either good or bad reaching for a cookie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you short circuit your brain by counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one. And on one, you make a move. You walk over to the friend. If you start walking, you will end up getting there and saying hi. Or if you on one, you raise your hand it's raised. It's kind of you tricking your brain into taking action. That's, um, good. That's good. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like, you know, the, the, the first baby step toward getting what you need to get done, you know, is mm-hmm. start counting because that, that, that narrative of five, four, three, two, one competes with your narrative of like, oh my God, they're not going to like me. I probably shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or whatever narrative you, you know, the resistant, the resisting narrative or, uh, but like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. And action always precedes motivation, you know, yeah. for, those, for those more difficult things. So uh, yeah. yeah, just get, get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. Yeah. That actually, you know, I have those I have a Mac and I have this program called stickies. If people are listening and have a Mac, they probably know what it is. It's like little post-it notes, but it's digital and it's on your computer. And I've had a Mac since like 2001. And so I've had my same set of stickies since 2001. And I have one on my computer since then that says action absorbs anxiety. 
So if you can just take a step, head over to that girl, raise your hand, um, whatever it is, or, or the negative, she used the example, Mel used the example of like, she was broke, going bankrupt, you know, all the Mm -hmm. things. And she wasn't getting out of bed and she started using five, four, three, two, one. And on lunch, she sat up and stood up and got out of bed. So Mm -hmm. you're even counteracting negative things like eating, like I said, a second ago, going for the cookie, five, four, three, two, one, moving my hand away and getting a carrot Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, I just think that's such a great lesson for kids to like, you have, it's, kind of goes with what we said last week you get to write your own story and this is just a trick to help you write a better story yeah that's a nice trick to have in the bag for those things that really uh you probably could get them done if you would just you know just just get started well five four three two one i i love it because kids kids Mm -hmm. of any age can try that right yes i mean you don't even really have to understand it to try it all right you know so right. I, think, I think it's especially good for kids yes. great so let's so let's recap our little um bites for today so the first one was from mr rogers always look for ways to help or actually mr rogers our twist on mr rogers always look for ways to help and then mel robbins's five second rule count down from five and go count down from five and go oh yeah okay that's nice nice. Um, you're brilliant laura (laughs) um well it's been great talking to you as always jerome you too boo (laughs) and uh we'll talk next week we'll come up with something great and we'll talk next week and uh have a great week in the meantime Bye. Bye. bye